Hello and welcome to Kabam Mavs. I'm your host, Jesse Matarazzo, and today we're going to catch up on all the Mavericks news. I have been out on hiatus with a family emergency for a couple weeks. I do apologize for not doing the pod, but I am back and I'm ready to get into some Mavericks action. Let's get it popping. A lot has happened in the last few weeks to the sixth place Dallas Mavericks. That's right, the sixth place Dallas Mavericks leapfrogging the now seventh place Portland Trailblazers. The Trailblazers have been, uh, man, they've been two and eight in the last 10. Um, They're in a free fall right now. Memphis beating them. The Dallas Mavericks have been not great. Uh, They've had some ups and downs, but they've been five and five in their last 10. Uh, winning the last three, but they have beat the Lakers in back-to-back games, um, closing that gap between the Lakers, too. They're, they're six right now, but they're only a game and a half back of the Lakers in that fifth spot. And if we can get into that fifth spot, that would be ideal because then you would play a Denver team who we have won the series with this year. And uh, they are without their um, second star, their number two in Jamal Murray, who brings a lot of great guard defense. And we saw Bubble Murray last year. He was absolutely insane. So um, can they replicate that sort of play again in the bubble without a Murray? I don't think so. And I would really, really like to see uh, us get them in the first round because I think that is a really beatable matchup. Um, There are some other matchups in the uh, top five that we could end up seeing. Uh, The LA Clippers getting a rematch with the Clippers would be very interesting. The Clippers have been playing amazing, though, 9-1 since getting uh, Rajon Rondo. And then, um, you know, we really, really don't want to play the Phoenix Suns there. They have been... Uh, an amazing team as well. They're six and four right now. They're starting to get into a tougher stretch of their season. Um, maybe they're wearing down a little bit, but um, they are just a matchup where we haven't beat Phoenix uh, handily in a long time. I do not want to play Phoenix. Uh, another matchup that we could get in a bad scenario for us if we were to fall, we'd have to win a play in probably to play Utah. Um, Utah would be a very interesting matchup. I did write an article about um, Dorian Finney-Smith and how he matches up with Utah there on kabammedia.com. Check that out. But um, I do think that we provide a very interesting matchup with Utah. Um, Having Dorian Finney-Smith pull Rudy Gobert out of that paint area and really cause some problems to open things up for our screen to pick and roll actions um, it, it would be very interesting to see a scenario like that. Um, but I, I want to talk a little bit about the play of the Mavs of late. They have been um, playing off and on well. Like they look very tired, but then they'll get up for certain teams. Um, they did play very well against the Lakers in the last few games, but the Lakers did not have LeBron, and they had a very rusty and limited uh Anthony Davis. So I do question whether um, we can really take anything out of those those games that we won against the Lakers. Um, I do think that there are some promising things. A lot of our success of late really isn't up to our play, but due to 
other teams losing a lot of games. And um, we, for a while there, were winning, uh, you know, seven of the last three games uh, consistently throughout the season since the we got through the COVID issue. But now we're we've been five and five for the next for the last couple of weeks. We've been about five hundred. I don't like to see that. I would like us to get some more consistently consistency. We've had some injuries with KP to deal with. Luca looks like he's getting worn down a little bit. We may have to sacrifice a couple games so we can go on a big run at the end of the year because we do have about 14 games left of the season. So I would like to see us maybe get a little bit of rest here with some easier schedule, maybe get the rotation a little deeper. J.J. Redick has been coming in and playing pretty well, shooting well from three. I liked his movement. It's brought a lot more energy to the squad. Dwight Powell, who I want to talk about, was absolutely insane in the last game, and I want to give him his props. Um, I really liked what he did. He had 25 points, nine rebounds, one assist. He was 11 for 12 from the field last night uh, against the Lakers. He was a plus 20 in the game. I really, really love what he did. It was probably his best career game as an NBA player. Uh, I really liked what he did. He was just... Um, any opportunity he had around the basket, he just finished. He he just came in, ran hard to the rim. Uh, Luca was able to get him because they were trapping Luca a lot. They were using a lot of double teams, a lot of horn screens, a lot of um, you know, uh, just putting his you know the trapping him a lot. And Luca, you know, didn't have a great game t- uh, that night. He had 18 and 8 and 13. I mean, he did, did have 13 assists, and that was really because he was able to split those and pass over those double teams and get to a wide open pal or a Willie Colley Stein, who also had eight points in this game and was two for two from the field. So I, I, I do like, you know, his ability to beat the trap and really the fact that he was able to beat the trap is really why they were able to come back. Um, and Dwight Howard having, I mean, Dwight Powell, uh, Dwight Powell having a great game there, but, uh, you know, I wrote about this in my article about Dorian Finney Smith is if we have the screen to pick and roll action going with Dwight Powell or Christoph Porzingis, it really opens things up for Dorian Finney Smith and, uh, Dorian Finney Smith was just, uh, phenomenal in this game. He had 21 points, seven rebounds, two assists. He was eight for 13 from the field and four for, for seven from three. I really loved what he did in this game. He led all players with a plus 28 plus minus, and he just played really good defense. He was getting on the boards. He was hitting the open shot, and that gravity, that that screen to pick and roll action happen uh, does, and just having someone who is a rim run threat in general, even if they weren't using the screen to pick and roll and they were just, he was just passing through those double teams or those, um, you know, uh, traps. It, when he was able to get through those and pass that, then you start to create a situation where Dwayne Finney-Smith is just wide open from that left corner. So, um, and last year he was 43% from that left corner and uh, in this game, he was playing phenomenal in that. So I'm going to take a quick break and get more into these games, and uh, we'll get right back into it. 
So just updating, since I haven't done a pod in a while, Christoph Porzingis is is injured with a uh, ankle sprain. I don't know how serious it is. I believe he's questionable for the next game against the Kings. Um, he had a great game against the Lakers. It's very unfortunate that he did roll that ankle because um, you know he was cutting to the basket, getting oops, uh, using that screen to pick and roll action. He was playing on the second night of a back-to-back. Everything looked very promising um, for him to keep this momentum going for his play. And you can see when he gets a bunch of games in a row with his teammates playing, he's been very effective. And then he'll have to sit because of a back-to-back and he'll lose that momentum. He's a very rhythm-based guy and it was very unfortunate that he got that ankle sprain. Um, He's questionable for the Kings game. I don't know if he's going to play. I think they're probably going to be very cautious with him. I don't know if uh, Luka is even going to play against the Kings in this next game. The Kings just lost to the Golden State Warriors. They're desperately trying to get into that 10th spot. But I don't know if Buddy Heald is going to play either. I think it's going to be a game of chicken for (laughs) resting their players between Dallas and, and the Kings to see, okay, how much can we get away with? sitting our guys um, and still get a win. I don't really know what's going to happen there, but hopefully we can just be cautious. We saw a lot of players go down in the last month or so. Um, Donovan Mitchell, um, you know, Jamal Murray, uh, a lot of players have been going down. And at this point in the season, I just want to be healthy in the playoffs. So I'm not going to complain too much about us resting our guys. We lose the games, we lose our games. I think staying in that sixth spot is paramount. It would be amazing if we could get into that fifth spot and play Denver. But, um, you know, it, it's one of those things where I don't um, – I just want to be healthy. I want KP to have a healthy offseason to work on his game. I want Luka to be healthy with a health, healthy offseason to stay in shape and work on his game. So I'm trying to look at the bigger picture here and make sure that we're doing what we need to be doing. Um and and we saw what a good screen to pick and roll action can do for this offense. It really opens up the three pointing in the last three uh, in the last game. We were thirteen for thirty from the three point line, forty three percent. You really like to see uh, a good percentage from three there. It really opens everything else up. And <laughs> actually, in this last game, we uh, for the first time I think in a long time we really dominated the boards, uh, 51 to 36, uh, 10 offensive boards to their six. We really dominated on the offensive board without Christos Porzingis. Um, and they did have Drummond and AD, and we still dominated the, the rebounding battle there. I, that's really impressive to me. It really, I think it was more of a Carlisle just out coaching Vogel. And I, I've been saying all season, I think Vogel is the top three coach in the NBA this year for how much they've got them to, uh, that team to just buy in and play defense. Like they are just a tenacious defensive team. And uh, we saw in the first half, we were not playing very well. And we just came back and and really utilized with those uh, in-game adjustments by Carlisle uh, to really break that trap. So... Um, really liked what I saw there. I want to get into the schedule going forward because we do have 
Um, you know, we, we have a somewhat easy schedule going forward, but we do have a lot of back-to-backs, and we are going to have to start resting KP and Luca to get them fresh for the playoffs because we have quite a few games coming up. We have Sacramento, you know, in the next game, but we probably will be without uh, KP and uh and Luca, so that's going to be very difficult for us to win that Sacramento game and a Sacramento team that absolutely blew us out last game. So, um, uh, you know, that's that's going to be concerning. And then it's a that's a first night of a back to back, and the back to back is Golden State. So playing Golden State, who is fighting tooth and nail to get into that play in, stay in that play in position, or maybe even get it out of the play in with uh, absolutely unconscious Steph Curry. Uh, We could easily drop both of those games and be be back right into that seventh spot. So we have to be very careful there. But then we have Detroit, and then we have Washington, who who Washington is also fighting for that play. And so they're by no means, um, you know, uh, reflective of their, uh, their record. And then we have Sacramento again there, then Miami, then Brooklyn, which I'm supposed to be at that Brooklyn game. Hopefully I can get back in town to go to that game. Uh, I'll be traveling that week. Then we have a back-to-back with Cleveland. We have Memphis, New Orleans, Toronto, and Minnesota. Now, this on paper looks like an easy schedule, but a lot of these teams are going to be fighting um, for either a playoff, play-in, or something. There's going to be something to be fighting for for some of these teams, and um, I don't really know what's going to happen there, but, uh, you know, I, I would like to get some rest. I want to rest against these good teams, honestly, that uh, I think we have a lower chance of winning. I, I know that I'm going to be at that Brooklyn game, but if all three of those Brooklyn guys are playing finally, when you got a Durant and you have a Harden and Kyrie at full strength, um, you know, I, I'm not going to be mad if they just sit both Luke and KP for that game. It's going to be very difficult to win. And then, you know, the back-to-backs are the Memphis-New Orleans and the um, Brooklyn-Cleveland games. So, you know, also Washington-Sacramento is a back-to-back. So we're going to have quite a few back-to-backs going forward, I guess, uh, four or five back-to-backs there. In this last home stretch, that's going to be very difficult. I don't know how we're going to manage it. Hopefully, we can um, get some wins when we can. Get those easy wins when we can. We got to beat the Sacramento's. We got to beat, you know, the Cleveland's of the world, the New Orleans, the Minnesotas, uh, Toronto. Uh, you know, Toronto's a wild card. I don't know what's going on with them, but um, so I really think that. If we can manage this right, and Carlisle, for for whatever reason, has been a very frustrating season manager, but an amazing coach in the playoffs. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how he plays this. I really hope some of these other guys, like Dwayne Finney-Smith, who's been playing very well re- lately, um, you know, Dwight Powell, who's been playing very well re- lately, th- those guys sort of stepping up in games where, KP may be sitting, Luca may be sitting, be in a situation where uh, we'll be more, you know, fresh for the uh, playoffs. Who, hopefully, if we're lucky, we'll we'll see a Denver. We'll probably um, be okay as long as we can really avoid uh, 
Phoenix there in that top spot and avoid the play-in, I think we'll be good to go. But, you know, jury's still out. Um, I'm going to take a quick break, and then we'll talk about some other things with uh, more specific to the players. So in the month of April, it's been a little tough. They've had, you know, it's not that they've necessarily had such a tough schedule, but they've just had a situation where they've been very tired. They've played a lot of back-to-backs. This will be the season where they've had the most back-to-backs of of their career by far. Um, So these guys are really worn out. Uh, Luca in the last uh, in the month of April is is averaging twenty seven point seven points, a steal, point seven blocks, eight point three assists, seven point five rebounds, which is below his you know his season averages. He's only averaging sixty seven percent from the free throw line, only thirty percent from three, and forty six from the field which is all below his season average um and I believe below his career average so I'm you know I'm chalking this up to he's very tired he's getting beat up out there um a lot of the times he's having to play with uh, you know a very inconsistent uh, supporting cast around him and it's been very difficult uh I think that you know, Christoph Porzingis has played a little bit better than normal. Is starting to get into some rhythm, but even KP's had his struggles as well. Uh, you know, I think um, he's been in a situation where he's getting a little tired. He's getting a little banged up as well. And um, but you know, he's he's pulled through for most of it. I mean, like if you look at his averages, he's averaging twenty points, twenty point six points per game. Uh, a block a game, just under a block, actually. Uh, 0.6 steals, 1.8 assists, and uh, 10.4 rebounds. So he's averaging a double-double. We all like round numbers. That's great and all. But um, he has been, um, you know, shooting so-so. I mean, he's shooting well below league average with 34% from three. Um, His free throw shooting has been great, though. He's shooting 91%. From the free throw line and uh, from the field, he's uh, at just under forty six percent. So the forty six percent is above his his league average, uh, and he's been getting to the basket more. He's getting in more of a rhythm. He's putting up his points, but um, you know he's got a negative plus minus. I think the thing with him is he desperately needs to be in rhythm to be playing effectively. And I think when he is, he's really great to have. It really takes a load off of Luca, but uh, too often than not, Luca's spending so much time trying to get KP involved, and the offense in general is just spending too much time getting him involved that they don't really play in the right uh, flow that Carlisle likes to use. The strategy of opening that floor space, um, you know, kicking out to open guys, using the screen and pick and roll actions being able to um, utilize some of those double teams that they have on Luca's gravity, certain things like that that I think are more effective, but it also is very effective that, you know, you give Luca a little bit of time off. The problem is, what the real key to this team is, is that they need is a guy that can play two-way basketball, but also create offense for themselves and let Luke and KP take some possessions off and 
and be able to get some rest or on nights where, you know, KP or Luca is out, you're going to have somebody that's going to be able to, you know, take the load off of the team offensively, but also be able to provide defense on the other end. I think that's going to be so crucial going forward. And, you know, you know, the offseason guys that we're, you know, talking about are players like, um, you know, John Collins and Lonzo Ball. And while I do like both of those players, Lonzo isn't really a player that's going to create a lot of offense for himself. He can create offense for others, and that's great. And he can shoot, um, uh, you know, an open three-point shot fine. Um, but, and he provides great defense. Don't get me wrong. I like Lonzo Ball, and I think he would be a good fit on this offense. But we do need somebody that can actually go out there and get buckets too by himself and not rely on Luka for open shots. Uh, and same thing with Collins. Collins would be great uh, shoring up that screen to pick and roll action. That is the key to the offense. Um, but he's also going to need to rely on Luka for his buckets. So uh, that doesn't let those guys take any time off. Uh, where Schroeder, a player like Schroeder, who has been playing amazing with uh, AD and LeBron out, they should have been in a free fall. Uh, as far as the record goes, but sh- players like Schroeder and KCP have been keeping that team there. They've been playing such amazing defense and also getting buckets on the other side. Players like that are great. If you can steal Schroeder away from the Lakers, not only does he not anymore play on the Lakers, which is great, but also you provide a two-way player that can do all the things that you need done He's a great third option on a team um, to provide that two-way ability. And I think he would complement all the other players on the team as well. He's not afraid to pass the ball and keep the ball flowing. um, But he also knows when to take charge, get to the basket, or, um, you know, get an open shot. And he's going to have a lot more space in this Mavericks offense that plays five out. So uh, if you ask me, I think Schroeder is the best option um, he is going to be available in free agency. And, um, you know, not only I know that's a little bit of recency bias where he absolutely played great against the Mavericks in these last two games. But I also think if you really think about all the things we need, I think he provides all of that where I don't know if anybody else in the offseason really provides that two way ability and be able to create offense by themselves. Um, You know, there are some better defenders and passers out there that uh, would be great. You could get Alonzo and maybe he couldn't really create his own shot as well as a Schroeder, but he can, um, you know, make passes and, and, you know, run an offense. That's fine. And then provide some shooting and really great perimeter defense. But, um, I think Schroeder brings just another dynamic. Now, Alonzo's younger. Maybe he can develop those sort of things. Maybe that's a better investment, um, but he's restricted. So there's a lot of risk there. And you're also, um, you know, if you're getting a restricted free agent, does New Orleans really want to give up a player to their, you know, in their division rivals? So I don't know if that's going to be a situation where they're going to be okay with that. Uh, the Lakers don't want to give up uh, Schroeder either, but they may not have a choice if Dallas throws a bag. So 
We'll see what happens. You know, Schroeder's a fiery guy. He's not necessarily a guy that's a perfect locker room person. He's not a model citizen by any means, but he is German, and we love those Germans there. Um, maybe he can build some uh, chemistry with Kleba and uh, Dirk. Hopefully Dirk comes back and hangs around on the Mavs kind of soon after he gets bored traveling the world. So we'll see, guys. We got some interesting games coming up. We're in sixth spot, and we're we're firmly in that sixth spot now. Uh, we can move forward. We're only a game and a half back of the Lakers, and if we can get ahead of the Lakers, boy, could, I mean, that opens up a lot. If we can get ahead of the Lakers and, and maintain that lead, it makes the path to getting to the second round so, so much easier. So we'll see what happens, guys. Uh, I'm glad to be back. I do apologize for being out so long, but there was a lot of stuff going on, uh, some tragedy in my family. So I hope you have some patience there, but uh, hopefully I can be doing these pods a lot more often. And uh, anyway, guys, I really appreciate it. And I'll leave you with these words. If you'd like to support this Mavs podcast, please follow and tweet me at Kabam Sports and Kabam Media. I will be there with all the other Mavs fans tweeting about Dallas Mavericks basketball. Also, if you'd like to follow me on Spotify, subscribe on iTunes and leave a five-star review. I'd greatly appreciate it. It gets the product out there for everyone to hear to talk Mavs basketball. I really appreciate all of you, and I'll talk to you on the next episode.